thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. podcast you uh must be mr brad i am and you as always are my friend andy oh that's how i knew you were mr brad <laughs> so there's only two of us here that's right process of elimination uh so how's things things good things bad things is good things is good i have no work tomorrow morning we're recording on a thursday night sweet uh yeah so it's always always a little more fun when I don't have to uh, pretend I'm only going to drink one beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've given up pretending. Yeah, gonna give that up for Lent. Yeah, yep. It's coming up. It is. You're gonna get your uh, Mardi Gras on here soon, right? Oh heck yeah! I am excited. You feel like you're uh, ready for it? Like you've you know you've gone through yeah. one. Yeah, I'm by no means an expert at this point, but definitely uh, more prepared than I was a year ago. Sweet. Yeah, because um, you just just don't know. It's not talked about. It's not. Uh, it's not one day. It's two weeks, 
um, with intermittent random parties in between. So it's they um, basically the the thought process here is uh, there's not really a lot of New Year's resolutions in New Orleans um, because the holidays extend through to Fat Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you just give it up for Lent. Then. Yeah, and then we get our lives in order. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, so, oh, it's not not Seth, but not mm-hmm. uh, who's your not new Adam. Not, not Adam. Yeah. Your new Good not dude. not guy. Yeah. Um, does he is he uh, a townie folk? Um, I'm not sure where. He, I think he's from Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if he would be someone you'd want to uh, uh, nuzzle up to and enjoy some Mardi Gras with. Um, <laughs> I love spending time with him. So, yeah, maybe. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about it's uh, I'm hoping that I'll get invited to the gay paradise again, um, which non Mavs listeners. um Friends of a Friends are a, they have this beautiful house um, right on the parade route, uh, and it is like a they uh, it's a gay oasis. They have nice. a beautiful pool, beautiful home, beautiful friends. Like it's just a bunch of hot dudes in an amazing place, and huh. then and then I get to tag along. <laughs> nice. You're the eye candy. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> In the the purple T-shirt and cargo <clears throat> shorts, they love it. Yeah, Un- unkempt. <laughs> yes, by their standards. Um, but yeah, we're so. wearing your high life hat. Not ironic. Yeah, my non-ironic high life hat because uh, it's okay to like cheap beer. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck. I wish I was down here. Yeah. I drove uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, bet it's gonna be freezing on my, on my thermometer. Yeah, yeah. It, that that's that's a testicle hiding cold. Yeah, yeah. That'll do it. Um, I uh, I um, texted a screenshot of the weather to my family yesterday and i was like man it's cold down here how are you guys doing i was like 46 so and here and it was almost with the wind chill almost 100 degrees colder in uh oh my chicago God. uh what was the temperature up there uh the temperature was like negative 12 um yeah. and then like the the wind chill and the feels like or whatever was like negative 54 yeah like I, I think there's a place in Minnesota that is going to have a with a feels like or wind chill temperature mm-hmm. uh, between now and like Sunday, oh, like a hundred and twenty degree difference. Oh God, that's horrible. Because it's supposed to get up like fifty or sixty. Mm-hmm. So like, imagine like going from zero to one hundred and twenty in like five days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's currently one degree <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, oh, man, that's insane. Boy, I sure wish that uh, global warming would come back. Yeah, that would help God, out a lot. What a dumb fucking fuck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> fucking idiot. Hmm. We have the coldest 
the coldest weathers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, we're not here to talk about that. Nope. We'll bitch about it. But Sure. Yeah, why not? It's our, um, it's our show, bro. Yeah. Uh, what you have looks interesting, your beer. It is interesting. I am having an AK-41. Nice. AK-41 is the tool. 7% oh, ABV to yeah. help me act like a motherfucking fool. <laughs> there was a... Um, I think oh, someone said it. I um, can't remember who said it. That Andre Karolinko had the best, best nickname in sports. His, num- his name was Andre Karolinko. Sure. And his number was 47. So his nickname was AK-47. Yeah. And he was an outside shooter. Yeah. So. <laughs> pretty sweet. That's pretty right? badass. Yeah. Um, now I'm, I'm going to try and think of other good nicknames, but... Uh... Oh, one that would have been sweet, but he didn't. He rejected it. Um, mm. Kevin Durant. Someone called, tried to call him the the Slim Reaper. Yeah, which would have been sweet. Oh, it is a good it. one. He hated it. Yeah, I've I've heard him referred to that though, so he can't escape it. Yeah, it's I don't know good. why he doesn't like that. The Slim Reaper is great, dude. He's too. He's so he's millennial. A... Very touchy feely. I know that that's that he is an old man talking but yeah, like i mean when you when you start when you start uh making your fake your yeah fake, your uh, burner accounts yes just to you know idiot. go after your haters mm-hmm. then whatever oh, i'm sorry he's not a good millennial either because he got caught that's right <laughs> you you'd never get caught <laughs> i'd never get caught because no one would give a shit about me <laughs> Was like he did what? Wow, that guy sounds dumb. Uh, yeah, so I'm having AK-41, uh, which is uh, brewed by Miel right across the street from me here. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, and it is in honor of, in their words, a uh, tribute to their favorite saint. Nice, uh, Paul. <laughs> yeah, Morton uh, Anderson. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, uh, or Kamara, I don't know. I, I I don't know if the Chicago in me is making it pronounced wrong. Kamara. But, but AK-41 is uh, cream ale brewed with Airhead Extremes. Uh, Kamara, Kamara. Potato Potato is uh, famous for... Uh, a lot of NFL players, you know, they, they consume high calories, Um What's his name? Marshawn Lynch was a big Skittles guy. Probably That's still right. is. Um, Kamara's a uh, Airheads guy. So these were brewed with Airheads Extremes. Um, and I think this is, uh, we talk about these styles of beers all the time. This is textbook novelty beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. I really like it. Um, the more I'm drinking of it, too, I'm like, you know what? It definitely tastes like it's made with candy in it, uh, but I'm enjoying it. I don't see a lot of cream ales, especially maybe maybe it's just where I'm at. Um, but excuse me, the breweries down here don't do a lot of cream ales. Um, so I like that. And then it has like if you smell it, it's got the aroma of sour candy. Yeah, that's weird. So it being a cream ale, mm-hmm. I'm expecting like a smoother um like a smooth 
uh, not tart taste, but you're explaining it as it is. Yeah, so it it's got the like creamy flavor to it, but it is um, and it is smooth, but it has uh, not really like a natural tartness. <laughs> there's there's nothing natural about Airheads, uh, is my guess, except for the mystery white flavor because um, <laughs> you see so many white fruits on trees. Um, so that that one's got to be all natural. Anyways, uh, yeah, the, it's just um, it's weird. It's uh, it's a gamble, but I feel like it paid off. Um, and I I hit him with the five because uh, you know uh, it's a it's a cool idea, and I think like for what they were going for, this is the best that it could be. Like this okay. is something that could totally fall flat on its face. Um, and, and could be like, oh, you know, it's, this is really weird, but we're going to just try and sell it anyways, because people love their saints down here. Um, but it's actually, it's, it's nice. And the more I have it, the more I'm like, yeah, you know what? Good, good on them. Good. That's Um, interesting. Especially, Uh, yeah. With Miel being a newer, the newest brewery in the area too. This is way outside the norm. So um, I think it's cool that they took that risk, that it paid off. Um, it just shows that they they know what they're doing there. Because um, even when they're working with bizarre ingredients, they can do something good. And I uh, didn't want to disparage the good name of the uh, New Orleans Saints and give it anything less than uh, the highest rating. <laughs> you, no one will be calling for an apology from you. No. Um, that's interesting because, um, but I don't think, I mean, other than, uh, the construction across the street and you get a nasty little letter, um, yeah. Um, you haven't talked a whole lot about that brewery. Uh, I've, yeah, I guess not. Um, I did drink one of their beers on here called Lanyap. Okay. Um, yeah. but I think we got more into the actual like phrase lanyap than, uh, than the brewery, but, uh, they are, uh, good people. Good. Um, it's a new brewery, so it, it takes time. I definitely like the first couple beers I had by them were like indistinguishable from just your, your everyday I don't know. This is a, this is our Belgian. This is our IPA. This is our honey right. ale. Uh, it's like, yeah, okay. Um, and then uh, they had a Brute IPA called I Am Brute. Uh, they had that Lanyap, which I told you, um, just mentioned, yep. is a uh, coffee stout. Um, yes. Really, really good. They did a great job with that. Um and then uh, this now, too, definitely a, a textbook novelty beer, but really enjoyable. Um, so they're they're starting to, you know, find their footing, I feel like, um, which is cool because uh, they are, like I said, all really nice people. Um, and they're, I don't know, they haven't been interfering with our parking very much, which is nice, but they've been nice. busy. They seem like they're doing well. Uh, their food truck slash pop-up game is on point, bro. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think like they're doing such a great job of getting people into the brewery. 
um, which is something that I wish we would do more of, um, is they just, they, uh, you know, Wednesday night, quiet night, get, get a food truck with a good following in there, get a, uh, pizza pop up or something like that. Right. Um, around Christmas time, they had like a craft market. They're constantly doing stuff to get people in their brewery, um, which I think is awesome. I think it's one of the things that because they're right by NOLA, but they're still they're just in such a weird spot um, on. They're on 6th Street and all the breweries are on Chapatulis. So they're just like right off the beaten path. Um, if you didn't know it was there, you might not know to go there. Um or I don't know if that makes sense. If you didn't know it was there, you'd you'd have no idea where it is. And like Meal right. Brewery, where's that? That's just that's just that one warehouse. Um, so they're doing a good job of getting people in their door. And uh, you have you have to be looking for it to stumble on it, right? I mean, like yeah, right. Be, you know what? That's a better way to say it. it. Yeah, it's hard to stumble on it. Um, but they're doing a good job, and I and uh, I like it. Um. Sometimes I toy with the idea of trying to get in there um, with it being like right across the street. But mm-hmm. um, what's that saying? You don't want to yeah. shit where you work or eat where you shit or yeah. something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Can't take your work home. Yeah. It might it might be a little uh, close proximity. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but now that the Saints season is over, uh, we'll see how we do because we don't make any real effort to uh, get people into our brewery, and it makes me angry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but well, anyway, maybe put that initiative in, out. Start just rolling kegs out to the sidewalk and yeah. hey, giving hey, beer away for free. The other day when I was giving beer away, that was that was awesome, and uh, like. I feel like that's the type of stuff we need more stuff like that. Like you don't have to necessarily be giving beer away, but engage with people. Yeah. Um, Get your name out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. like you said, uh, I think I'm absolutely like just the, um, the social media uh, uh, exposure with Drew Brees's party mm-hmm. gave you a bump. Yeah. Right? Yes, it did. Yeah, definitely. So it's those um, kind of things. Yeah. But that the thing is like, all that stuff is, um, I don't know, not not to get into it too much, but uh, all that stuff is just DOA, because they the our social media director or our marketing guy, whatever he is, he like he's never capitalized on anything, right? Um, we had a huge, we had brunch, um, special menu when we released our uh, coffee stout. And it was phenomenal. It was huge. Like, and you like look at our like social media, like people tagging themselves in our brewery. People were loving it. Haven't done it since. Hmm. Never even, never even talked about it. Um, Drew Brees' party was so many other people posting about it. Haven't done yeah. anything since. And we d- we did get a bump. Um, and it definitely is is awesome. But if you don't capitalize on it, people are going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. You got to yeah. be the next thing. I'm trying to hmm. be. I'm trying to be. I actually did have a talk with one of the owners, and, and I told him I was interested in expanding my role. Nice. With the uh, Port Orleans family. 
and uh, he, he's like, what do you want to do? And I was kind of, I should have had something uh, ready. Uh, luckily, he was able to kind of like coax me along because I, I was like, I don't know, because I'd be happy to do like marketing stuff. I'd be happy to do <laughs> brewing stuff. Like there's, I'd pretty much be willing to do anything else. Um, right. Because I like working around beer. I like the people I work with. Um, not because I want to be like, oh, get me out from behind that bar. That's not the case. Um, and he's like, hey, if you have carte blanche tomorrow, you get to choose your role in any of this. And I was like, I'd like to be part of our social media team. And he was like, all right. So um, anyways, I won't bore you with too many of those details. Uh, but hopefully I can be that change I want to see. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, um, hopefully things go well. Cause the other thing that's frustrating is I follow all these breweries on Instagram. Um, speaking of millennials and, uh, they do such a better job than us. And it's like, yeah, dude, this is how you get people in here. Anyways. Uh, all that is to say, Miel Brewery, very good. AK-41, excellent novelty beer. Good. Good, good. I am a fan. Uh, I am having one that you've had before. Yes. And, uh, uh, Devin sent, whenever he sent us the beers, this is one of the ones you got. And I found it in, uh, the local, uh, um, uh, grocery store. Mm-hmm. They have a little, you know, beer section, and I pulled it out and thinking, oh, I'll have one of these, and it, I thought it looked really familiar, mm-hmm. and then I realized, oh yes, we or you have had it before. I haven't. It's uh, Apocalypse IPA mm-hmm. from Ten Barrel Brewing Company. Excuse yes. me, I got some indigestion. <clears throat> That's what happens when you get old. Um, Six point eight percent ABV, seventy IBU. Uh, just a all around good IPA. I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, good drinking beer. Um, some IPAs will dry out a little bit, but this is, I mean, this is very smooth. It's a definitely, it's definitely a West Coast IPA. Um, it, it's a little hazy. It's got a little bit of a uh, little, some chunks in it, but uh, for the most part, it's, it's, just a, a very very solid IPA and uh, yeah I would uh, yeah you gave it I think you gave it a four point five I'm I'm yeah. probably sitting around like right around a four just because my right now all my tendencies are leaning towards the New England style uh-huh. you know so you know give me over the summer or next winter or sometime I might bump it up it's just the way I'm feeling right now but yeah definitely I mean. It's not going to go below four, I don't think. No, I, I um, remember really liking that one. Yeah, it's uh, really decent. Um, yeah, I actually had that sitting back there for a while. And sometimes, you know, when you get down to the last, like, third of it and it warms up, sometimes that the beer will kind of go sour on you. And this one's mm-hmm. still staying pretty good for me. So, yep, very good. And uh, thank you, thanks again to uh, Devin for sending that to you uh, yep. or you slash us. And uh, yeah, good good beer. Ten Ten Barrel Brewing Company Apocalypse IPA. So I guess it's starting to make its rounds. As far as uh, oh yeah, this is our this West Coast IPA is our flagship beer. Nice. So 
Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, All that's the, awesome. So, yeah, very good. Hoppy, smooth, floral, light, and sweet. I would say yes to all those. <sighs> nice. Yeah, uh, big fan of that. Uh, especially, if I'm remembering correct, I think I am. He sent it um, while I was living in Florida, uh, which oh, yeah. was... Um, Damaged. Before the uh before the new england or like haze craze hit yeah um i would say it was probably um peak west coast ipa drinking time for me Mm -hmm. um because there there were some really good ones um that i had access to from one that stands out to me mia mega mix was one of my favorites from this uh company in miami um mm-hmm. and uh high life by cigar city which was yeah. recently voted the a, number four best brewery in america okay yeah i remember you send both those and i like i definitely like both of those nice yeah um oh yeah that makes sense i because those were definitely like heavy rotation for me drinking them yeah. a lot yeah. um <laughs> yeah the, the, i think it was the mega one yeah, Megamix. It, that that I just was kind of like, I'm not going to, I don't want I don't want it. And I, when I finally did drink it, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> yes. Pretty sweet. I, uh, that sounds, because I think that one specifically would be right up your alley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so right beer, right time. Because uh, as good as those, those West Coast IPAs are, there's, uh, you know, the access people, uh, in uh the on the west coast specifically the pacific northwest have uh the access they have to those hops uh yeah they do good work they know they know their medium and they mm-hmm. do a great job so, so uh, very good yes uh so uh thanks again to Devin, yes. and also thank, thank you, you to uh to uh fredo uh yeah peeps that sent us some beer so thank mm-hmm. you very much um yeah i uh actually went to a local brewery uh, a, uh it was a pizza shop mm. that uh a local brewery started brewing in the back of and then they actually took it over mm. and it, so it's not a pizza shop anymore it's uh this big bottom brewery and i went and had i think three or four different beers there this week uh, with my wife and uh it was it uh out of the four ipas that they had i i really like three of them um they had one new england one that wasn't quite as good as i i wanted it to be mm-hmm. uh but their 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 regular ipas were pretty spot on we had brooke got a um she got a like a chocolate caramel uh, like almost like a, a, a coffee, uh, like a latte style mm-hmm. beer, and it tasted pretty good. It, no, it was like a ca- salty caramel, caramel, mach- I don't know, caramel something. macchiato. Yes, I've and had one in a similar style before. I think from Abita. Okay, it can be really good. I was shocked to find out that Genesee had nice. put this beer out. Really, like shocked and it was actually it tasted pretty good now i, I wouldn't you know i one would be more than enough for me because i drank 
maybe a third of hers. And um, it was just, it's very flavorful, very rich. And like for me, that rich, sweet thing, I'm not into it too much. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And, you know, for beer, I guess, anyways. You know, if you're a beer drinker, you're usually not into that anyways. But, uh, yeah, it's really surprised that Genesee is putting out something like that. I didn't even know they were still in business. Oh, yeah. Um, another beer I used to. Jenny <laughs> Cream Ale. Yeah. Fucking, like $6 for a 12-pack at the uh, at the Tom Thumb on the island I lived on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite beers, uh, Honey Brown. Honey Brown. It was a Genesee product. Interesting. Yeah, I've yeah, never had anything was... by them other than their uh, cream ale. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a fun night. Uh, nice. Don't get out very often to do that kind of stuff, but I was happy to do it. And thank you, Brooke, for letting me do it. Uh, I hear thee. Nice. I uh, I actually went on a uh, whirlwind oh, tour, yeah, that's right. tour of Louisiana. Um, by by whirlwind, I went to uh, three breweries, and the last one was Miel across the street. <laughs> hmm. um, but yeah, I, we actually ventured uh, about three hours west to Parish. I'm wearing my Parish shirt right now. Um, definitely one of my favorite uh, breweries in uh, in the area. Uh, unfortunately. Oh, you know what? They do can some of their stuff, so I'll definitely have to send you some. Um, I'm getting. A, I'm actually. I'm looking at some stuff right now. Getting a little care package together, Aww. so you can survive the winter. Um, and uh, yeah, don't send it now. It'll yeah. freeze and explode. <laughs> yeah. Gonna have to be a little patient. Um, that would be <laughs> just this foamy mess. In a box on your front porch. Uh, hey Um <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm saying um a lot. Oh, probably, sometimes I listen back to the Probably podcast. because I am. Um, I, I hate myself when I listen back. Because I oh, just um yeah. and 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 stutter and wait and don't talk. And pregnant, pregnant pauses. Hey, leave them wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I give them more. I give them <laughs> Four plus hours a week. Leave, leave them wanting whether, more, whether and then like deliver. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm. I just said. Uh, now I'm going to be focusing on that. On the subject of uh, span the void, real quick. Um, I did not know that Ryan's daughter was playing hockey, and I love it. Oh yeah, as yeah, uh, uh, yeah my sister used to play hockey, and uh, it just makes me happy when uh, people do what they want. Yeah, she loves it too. She really likes it. She's having fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, yeah, she's finally act- she's now like actually learning how to skate, nice. skate pretty well. So that's I was awesome. happy. We were, yeah. It's a fantastic sport. I wish more people played it. Um, but then I probably would have been laughed off the ice when I was younger. Actually, I, don't yeah. know. I, mean, I was a pretty strong skater. Uh, right. Anyways, went to Paris. Paris is fantastic. Uh, we. They didn't have a ton of stuff that was taproom only, but the stuff, excuse me, that they had was totally worth the visit. Uh, I believe I had three different double dry hopped iterations of Mm. um, beers of hazy IPAs. 
one in particular called uh, Double Dry Hopped Operation Juice Drop that was awesome. Uh, so good. Worth worth the drive, uh, to be completely honest with you. And I also like, you know, just getting on the highway, listening to music. So, you know, and and if I get to have some good beer at the end of it, it's, it's all gravy, right. baby. So, yeah. That was excellent. And Very cool. they have this series called Sips, which is their sour program. And these, I think, are the best sours I've had because they were exactly what they said. I actually got a crawler and drank one last night. I believe it's one of those things that sounds uh, sounds like too much, to be honest. But is uh, it, it's it's perfect. They did such a great job with it. And I'm going to try and find it real quick here. Uh, but it was like ginger lemonade. Ooh. Peach. Really? Yeah. White peach ginger lemonade. Oof. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of flavors. Yeah. Um, low, 4.5 ABV. But it, it was a sour ale, but it wasn't. I gave it 4.25. I'm not a sours guy necessarily. I don't shun them the way some people do, but I'm not. Uh, it's I'm usually if I'm having a sour, it's because OT ordered one and I'm trying it. Mm-hmm. The Nola right by me, um, which I don't know if anyone here has heard of it. I don't know if anyone <laughs> would ever like critique me for drinking uh, too much of it on the show, but <laughs> it's a local brewery. Their sours are so goddamn tart. Yeah. And it's just not – it. it's more of a novelty than than something like this uh, AK-41. It's just how can you enjoy this? It's just tart for the sake of tart. But yeah. they it had this, like, natural fruit flavor to it, just effervescent. Um, it definitely didn't taste like drinking a, a Warhead or something mm-hmm. like that. They did such a good job with it. And then uh, after that, we hit up Gnarly Barley in Hammond, Louisiana. Sweet. I'm sure like a lot of name. you, yeah, I'm sure a lot of you are uh, familiar because it's the new uh, proving grounds of comedy. <laughs> uh, I had a peanut butter and jelly imperial stout. Okay, very good. Nice. Smelled smelled like jelly. Tasted like peanut butter, chocolate, and booze. Very good. Yeah, and uh, a hazy IPA called Resolution Wrecker. Which, uh, the name was too good to pass up. That's right. Beer was also very good. So, um, I'm ju- uh, I am very jelly. Yeah, <laughs> all of that. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, I I get why people want days off now. It is. It's weird. Um, my my New Year's resolution was to not work any Sundays, mm-hmm. and I haven't. Good. Uh, up until this point, and uh, I'm. But we haven't done anything really. We've been just hanging around the house and relaxing. So maybe we need to go out and do some some fun stuff, like go yeah. to breweries with yeah. the kid. Which my life, what? my wife. I'm, would I'm love. triggered, bro. Hmm. Breweries with kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See what what uh, what helps with me is uh, that OT likes beer, so makes yeah. it a little, makes it a, like these things are easier sells. Yeah, and that's actually we we used to go out to the local uh, beer bar and uh, hang out before we were 
before we were courting each other. Nice. Yeah. So. Little did you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little Very good. Little that sounds like a fun weekend. I'm it was awesome. Yeah, was yeah. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I, uh, I don't know. I, I guess uh, I was surprised that when I, I'm, I'm glad everyone else uh, thinks you're glad fun. you were sick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was brutal. And I think it was, uh, it was like the day after we recorded, and I was like. I woke up and I was like, fuck, am I hungover? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I have some weird flu-like thing. Um, being hungover does not involve uh, looking like you're crying all day. <laughs> well, some days. Depends on what you do. Feeling like you're crying all day. Yeah, was, I mean. Uh, do you, uh, are, are you working at the bar for the big game? Can't say Super Bowl. Uh, I'll be there for the Puppy Bowl and the uh, replay of the 2010 Saints Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they're not showing it. Mm-mm. They're not. No, they're not. I'll stop it. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Come on. No. That's just that's just like that's the definition. Well, not quite the definition, but it's cutting your nose off despite your face. Yeah, fuck our faces. We don't give a shit. Oh no, we're gonna have we're gonna have a huge day. We have an event with uh, Arno Animal Rescue New Orleans. Um, hence the why they're showing the puppy bowl. Um, we're we're gonna have uh, it'll be a good day. And I don't think that not showing the Super Bowl will hurt us at all, as far as uh, business goes. Um, but yeah, it's petty as fuck. Yeah, like what? That's <sighs> Yeah. I mean, it's I I think uh, I listening back to Mavs. I f- I feel like when uh, Matt was like, "Oh, people are saying it's one of the worst blown calls of all time." Like, why can't it be? It is. It probably is. Oh, someone! I heard there's video evidence that it might have been tipped at the line of scrimmage. Still helmet to helmet contact. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, not re- anyway, that's you not slice reviewable it. though. No. No. But they care about player safety. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The no, officials are human. Uh, I didn't know that until Roger Goodell addressed it yesterday. Uh, Thank you, Roger. Clown. Yeah. It's funny, it's funny they, they have a robot talking about humanity. Yeah, right. Him and Mark Zuckerberg hanging out, just computing. Fucking clowns, both of them. I hate Mark Zuckerberg, too. <laughs> Um, no, it, it really has just morphed. Like my opinion has completely morphed. There were like two really good articles written by non New Orleanians that I was like, okay, maybe this has some legs. And then like at this point it's, it's bigger than just the call. Like how can you say that you care about player safety, but a cell phone touchdown celebration fine is higher than a helmet to helmet contact. Come on. It's not like they have players killing themselves in the parking lots of the facilities that they work at. Right. Like this isn't don't hold them to a standard that they that they try to uh, they pretend to hold themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like we know that they're not a uh, 
holy organization at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. They're they're there. I mean, what twenty eight billion dollars? I think they're worth right now. The NFL. Yeah. And like, yeah, clearly not, they're on not, the backside. Let's not pretend that there's some moral uh, high ground, you know? right? And yeah. but when there's an egregious example of it, it it flares something up in you. I guess. But I would say is settle down, New Orleans. No, uh, because one guy, one sports columnist in Boston said we have the right to be upset forever. And yeah, I sent, that's, I sent that, you that's that article. That's who I'm going to take my, my <laughs> leadership from, a sports columnist <laughs> in Boston. Yeah. I, I actually, I thought it was a really good article. I did send it to you. I don't know if you yeah, I did it out, read it. Which, yeah. no, no harm, no fall. Um, oh, you did? Oh yeah, I I thought I mean it's it's a big deal. Um, Yeah. Well, don't they shouldn't be throwing the ball in that situation? First of all, run the clock out. Yeah. Well, the that's that's the other um, that the the other side of the coin that that, that's just all hook on that call. That's just the other the other side of the coin is is the fan like with Pete Carroll if they throw that ball and it doesn't get intercepted. You call him a genius um, when they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. It's just yep. so subjective. I know. It's yeah. silly. Yeah. But it's fun to argue about. It is. It's better, I, and it's better, it's better to the shutdown. Yeah. And yeah, that's I, <laughs> I said this one night, actually, when I came back from the Saints game with, uh, with some friends who took me to their that box game that I went to. Um, super badass. Um I was like just drunk and high and I was like, dude, but like and I just remember like after the fact being like, What a what a stupid high statement. I was like, dude, like tribalism, like that's why sports are great, is cause that's an appropriate place for tribalism <laughs> and like It is like yeah bipartisanship and like just tied it all back to like why politics are bullshit and you shouldn't you shouldn't like ride for the quote-unquote home team (laughs) that's right unless you're yeah it's true Uh, but it's just such a dumb like high statement it's like dude like let's keep it on the field um until you uh, yeah until your dodgers fan and beat the shit out of some giants fan in the parking lot yeah why are but. Dodgers fans fighting football fans? <laughs> Good question. That's how that's how tribalism or tribalist they are. Right, yeah. I mean there's there's obviously the negative side of it is the fucking horrible like people who destroy their TVs and um people who threaten to hang themselves if they have to do the dishes cuz the Steelers lost uh which was one of my oh, yeah. all-time favorites. It's not a shot at Steelers fans because every no. fucking sports fan does that. I know. And the I the know. guy who freaked out about Cody Parkey, um, yeah. that's gone viral. God, fuck that guy. That guy, that guy exists for every single team. But that guy is the reason I'm not a Bears fan. Yeah, um, is because I grew up around that guy. Oh, trust me, I know. I, I well, uh, one of my, what am I? oldest friends he's like this huge penn state fan mm-hmm. huge penn state fan and when i was coaching football i was like hey if i were to coach for like if i and this is like a pipe dream because i was coaching at division three sure. um but 
Don't sell yourself like, short. Well, if I would get a job at like Michigan, would you root for me in Michigan? It's like, no. <laughs> Fuck you. First off, I wouldn't claim like, to know you. <laughs> I'm like, like, what do you mean? And it's like, you don't even, you never even went to Penn State. <laughs> Aaron, we're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Aaron doesn't root for me at all. That guy hates me. I don't think he roots for anything. Mm-mm. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a funny story. I want him to tell it so bad, man. I, you know what? I'm. I just my only interaction with him was when we did like a Mavs and Span the Void crossover episode, and he surprise. was in the room, yeah. and he just got he just got buried. Like no. if he wanted to talk, he had no, he had chance. no chance. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah, there's a story. I, I'll tell you to you off the air. Sure. Uh, because he need he needs to come on Span of Void to tell it. I nice. think. But anyways. Uh, okay. Well. Let's, anyways, yeah. Uh, let's. Yeah. Uh, beers were good. Beers are good. I just I just knocked this bad boy out. Uh, you never realize how little a crawler is until. You put it away quickly. I think crawlers are the perfect size. Like, yeah, you. If you drink one, it's, there's no need to drink anymore. I mean, I. Yeah, need no, for sure. Um, but yeah, I I, I finished this bad boy up, and I'm like, hmm, what else is in the fridge? Hmm. 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 But anyways, yeah. Yep. But it's it at the end of the day, it's. It's two pints. Yep. That really is. I mean, you don't need much more than that. Much. But that <clears throat> that little thing, it's only 7% of the uh, actual drink, but it gets in your head and it's like, might be time for some more. That's right. Anyways. Uh, well, let's talk some movies. Heck Yes. Yeah, um, because contrary to the uh, almost hour of conversation, probably like at least 15 minutes of non-beer related stuff, I am excited for uh, what we've got to talk about this week. Cool. Um, cool. You actually watch uh, quite a few things. I Yes, I did. So uh, let me run through them. Why quick. don't you yeah, lead us up to uh, Bandersnatch? Yeah. Um, so uh, the... The, there's a new well fuck no i'm not gonna talk about that um i watched i went and watched the movie glass i talked about it a little bit last week i was going to go see it with my niece and uh it's the uh the third in the trilogy of unbroken unbreakable and uh split and then glass yes and from m night uh latest uh Whatever his, mm-hmm. here I am stumbling over the words that uh, I said I wasn't going to. It's going to try not to, but anyways. Um, so glass we get we get um, James McAvoy and we get Samuel Jackson. We get Bruce Willis all together on same screen. Heck yes, do it do it together. And <clears throat> I'm sure you've seen all the previews on the on the TVs um, mm-hmm. about. You know, their interactions, you know. So, James McAvoy, I felt, like, bad for him. 
because really? he he acted his balls off in this movie. Like acted his balls off, put everything he had into this. I mean, got ripped for it. Mm-hmm. Anytime he was on screen, he was putting effort in. Bruce Willis felt like he absolutely didn't want to be there. Like, why is oh. he in movies anymore? Because by know. by all accounts, he doesn't want to be there either. I guess but, he he needs to get paid. But what the fuck? I mean, I I know he's like this, you know, in, in Unbreakable. Is it? It's Unbreakable, right? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, not Unbroken. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Unbreakable. Um, he's the reluctant hero, right? Right. And maybe he's trying to portray that, but it felt it felt rough. Um, like a lot of this movie worked, mm-hmm. but then the end, um, really kind of ruined the rest of the movie. And I I always criticize people for saying that, but the end of this movie was was like uh, his his style is always let's throw a twist at the end. And make you rethink what you thought about this movie, right? And it, he did that, and it re- made me rethink what I thought of this movie because I was enjoying it up to about the two thirds point, and then I like the the turn that it took put a bad taste in my mouth. Like I walked out of the movie theater, and I and I looked at my niece, and I'm like, Damn. "This that was rough. That was bad. That sucks." Yeah, I mean. Two thirds of this movie is really good, and McAvoy does a great job. Samuel Jackson's all right. Uh, it's good to see his character back again uh, because I did like that uh, Mr. Glass character. Yeah. Um, but there were some things in wasted characters. That's uh, kind of cool because um, well, you see it right away. Uh, the son that was in Unbreakable, and they had some great scenes together. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis and his son, and. The son, this is 19 years after Unbreakable came out. It's the same kid. And now he's oh, wow. 19. Nice. Yeah. So, and he, I mean, obviously looks like him because it is him, <laughs> uh, but it's him grown up. And because I really thought they had some sweet moments in Unbreakable. Um, but there was, it, God damn it, there was a waste. It was a waste opportunity. It's shitty writing at points. That really sucks. terrible writing. <clears throat> um, great characters. And like I said, McAvoy does his best. And they had so many opportunities, and then the ending just really blew it. It really blew it. Um, this really disappointed in, in this, mm-hmm. uh, especially after how much I really like Glass yeah. or uh, Split. Split was Sorry. so good. Yeah, yeah. It was, and, and it, it all rested on his shoulders. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Anna, Ta- Anna, Anna Taylor Taylor Joy. Yes, it, it rested on both their shoulders, and and you know she's great. We've loved her pretty much in everything we've seen. Yeah, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And was she in this? Was she in glass? Yeah. Yep. She nice. was. Uh, so it was. So each of the, the superheroes or supervillains had a uh, counterpoint or counterpart. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was for for uh, McAvoy's character. It was her for Bruce Willis. It was his son. And for uh, uh, Samuel Jackson, it was his mother. I don't know if you remember in uh, Unbreakable, his mother kind of took care of him. Mm-hmm. So okay. so they each had I, it, <clears throat> there was like a bunch of red herrings a bunch of uh like checkoff guns uh like a lot of stuff that like you know hinted at things that were like okay we're gonna go here okay well, let's go here never went there 
and like he did that like three or four times and it like if you don't if you do that too many times it really it it hurts the movie and it hurts the flow of the the movie yeah um and then in just uh out of nowhere plot twist like something that's like and it it didn't really and it didn't like usually he sets up for something else Mm -hmm. and kind of left it hanging i don't know um mcavoy was great loved it two-thirds of the movie was fun yeah it was seeing those characters together uh, but then it just kind of fizzled out. And... Yeah. Um, what are, so someone like me, I really, w- I still, I trust your opinion. I trust your input. Um, I'll definitely it's, temper it's my expectations. Yeah. Um, okay. Perfect. So I will wait and uh, rent it probably. Yeah. But... I mean, it's worth watching to see those characters together. It, it actually, it, it's, it's a good reason to go back and watch Unbreakable and Split. Yeah, that's when you were talking. It just made me want to watch uh, Split again. So yeah, um, and I like, and I'm a big Unbreakable fan. So yeah, Unbreakable was great too, for sure. It it, it feels like it's in that same universe, and then it just fucking kind of punches you in the nuts and like <sighs> that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I d- I don't, I do and don't agree with you with the the um, like the end of a movie ruining the movie. Um, in the sense that, like, uh, I I think it's one of those things that's just overused, and it it goes both ways too. Like, if a movie's like mediocre through, you know, an an hour and fifteen minutes, and the last twenty to forty five minutes are phenomenal, people are gonna be like, oh yeah, that was a great movie. Um, it's just kind of like the final reaction almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just I I hate, but sometimes like. What sorry, I, what ahead. I hate the thing I hate about that before you go mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt no no um, you're good is is the uh, I hate that people hate a movie because they didn't it didn't go where they wanted it to go it it's not it's not your movie it's not your art it's not you know just because you just uh, just uh, disagree with where it went doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's a bad movie it's just the way that it. <laughs> Um, but this, I don't think can be argued with, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it could be, but it was mm-hmm. so disjointed and so just out of nowhere and it didn't really set it up for anything. There's no reason for it really. Um, yeah. So, but, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think, um, there's certain movies where like the, the term that I think I use a lot is sticking the landing or doesn't stick the landing. Um, and I think that I, I feel like that's a good way to acknowledge the well-crafted nature of the rest of the movie or um, I don't know. I, I feel like it doesn't stick blame on the ending. Maybe that's why I use it. Uh, but certain movies that are just everything is building towards and your director is writer director is famous for a twist and it and it doesn't deliver or feel shoehorned in, then then I do it, feel like it's it cheats you out of the experience a lot more than just like, Oh, an action movie that has too much denouement or like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it did feel like that. It felt like it was shoehorned and it felt like he was, he need, he either, he needed to or wanted to put some kind of twist in and had nothing better to better to shoehorn in. It just Mm -hmm. left me wanting more, uh, which actually 
it kind of ties into that that trailer I sent to you, um, the boys trailer for that Amazon yes. original series, uh, which kind of is kind of weird because they're coming in with a a, a new Watchmen uh, series on HBO, mm-hmm. and they're doing the boys, which is a very irreverent, very uh, uh, tongue in cheek kind of. Uh, Garth Ennis takes a baseball bat literally to the superhero genre. He is and so it, good. It's it's like it's raunchy, uh, but and it's over the top, and sometimes like it's crass and gross. But I loved every page of it. I really did. The the boys, and that's coming out on Amazon. So, and it had that kind of feel in this, but it wasn't earned. So, uh, fuck this movie. Not <laughs> fuck it, but it was. No, it sucks. That that really yeah. does suck. Because I I like he spent so much time developing these characters mm-hmm. like so much time and they were great characters and whether it's bruce willis's apathy and and uh m Knight's kind of sometimes he feels like a great writer sometimes mm-hmm. he feels like he's an okay writer with great ideas yeah that might be the case i mean he um he came out of the gate firing like his big breakout with uh, the sixth sense. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's done a lot of bad stuff after that. He just kind of got a bad rap. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, people hated the village. I like the village. People hated lady in the water. I enjoyed it. Uh, Signs. I thought was a really, really good movie. Yeah. I feel Um, like people are, they're like, oh, we love Sixth Sense. Oh, I liked Signs. Oh, I hated everything else until the split. happening. Yeah, eh, the happening's or, not great, but no, it isn't. It's not. Uh, none of his movies are criminally bad. No, except maybe the last Airbender. <sighs> well, I I take it back. I've not even seen that cartoon. I've not seen that movie, but. That's one of those where when people talk about doing a disservice, I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to take your word on this one. Hmm. Yeah. So I would say if you're invested this far into seeing it, don't go out and see it. Go uh, rent it. See it how you can stream it. However you can. Um, It's worth McAvoy is acting his balls off. So, yeah. Damn. He uh he had a couple of really um, good skits on uh, Saturday Night Live. He hosted this past week too. So. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. I like him. I do don't too. like him as Professor X. I but I like him. I loved him in that. Um, uh, well, I loved him in Atomic Blonde. I loved him in that Filth movie that we watched. Yeah, he was so good in Filth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a one man, rec- especially when he plays bad or reckless or whatever he's playing. He could pull yeah. it off when he's playing wholesome. You know, Professor X. Yeah, and I don't know why, but you you bring up a good point, and I agree with you. But for some reason, when I look at him or when I hear him talk, I would think the opposite. Mm -hmm. But experience has taught me otherwise. Yeah. So, there you have it. Uh, Yeah, Uh, so there's Glass. I know Mm -hmm. that uh, both both Neil and Fredo watched it uh, as far as getting back to me, or us, anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, he, uh, I know Fredo liked it and, uh, oh yeah. And, um, and Neil kind of echoed my sentiments that, uh, McAvoy was good, but the rest were kind of wasted. So, 
Um, uh, oh, damn it. I got to my rating, sort them. Uh, sort by recent. Okay, done. Cancel. Um, uh, so I watched a, a documentary on, um, just real quick. I'll just talk about it real quick. Uh, uh, it's called Breslin and Hamill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadline artist. It's about two um, two uh, journalists in New York City. One was uh, Jimmy Breslin and Pete. And one was Pete Hamill, and basically columnists. And in in New York City, when when uh, journalists mattered, columnists mattered. People they became like rock stars, like um, you know Dayton celebrities and um, all that stuff, and just uh, the influence they had. And they actually got too big for their own shoes. They you know became uh caricatures of themselves but like really good uh journalists i'm a sucker for a good journalism story um it was weird because like uh they're talking about this and jimmy breslin comes up the name is familiar to me and the face is like super familiar and i'm like that guy was on saturday night live and i remember watching like old saturday night live like not reruns but like best of kind of stuff and i saw Mm -hmm. jimmy breslin come on the stage and like he actually hosted a uh um an episode of sorry not live like that's how big he was as a a journalist he wasn't a movie star that's crazy yeah that so that's big you know i mean i know paul simon has hosted and stuff so that's a little that's a little off but entertainer um, i would say well i mean he was huge and he's had a um his history with with you know sorry lives been forever yeah uh, but yeah, having a journalist host Saturday Night Live is weird, and I just remember seeing his face and just putting the name of the face and all that stuff. So it was, it's it's on HBO right now. It's a decent little uh, um, uh, documentary. Uh, if if you're into that kind of stuff, and like I said, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Uh, all the journalists, whether it's the Post or uh, Spotlight or all the President's Men or whatever you know stuff we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, also watched uh, so. It's kind of based on what I'm going to assign you this week because I, I watched the movie that I'm, I'm going to assign you so we can talk about right. it next week. But it came up on, I think it was the night actually that we recorded. I stayed up to almost two o'clock in the morning Jeez. watching movies. Um, so while you were getting sick, I was watching movies. Ooh. And um, uh, I watched uh, the movie I'm going to assign you. And then this came up as a recommendation. It's called Carl Metzler. Um, or Carl Mel- Meltzer, M E L T Z E R. It's streaming on uh, on Netflix. K or Carl with a K. It's called Made to Be Broken, and it is about his. He's an ultra runner, and his his uh, his goal of running the Appalachian Trail, which is you know twenty one hundred miles, in less than forty six days and eight hours and six minutes. Ooh. So yeah. It's crazy. Um, and, you know, I've done a couple longer races, nothing anywhere close to this. Um, but the the endurance type races, and this is like stupid endurance. Um, interesting. It's not that riveting. Uh, it's it's more of a niche audience. It's someone for something for me. But there there is a humid side. Humid. Humid? Human. <laughs> human side to it. And it's it's kind of crazy. It, it it feels it has a, a little bit of feel to, of a, the Barclay Marathon mm-hmm. to it. Um, 
because actually he's probably running through some of that area. Uh, the Appalachian Trail actually runs like within five miles of my house, oh, um, wow. which is kind of cool. So he like literally ran right by my house. So uh, oh. it's weird because it goes from Maine to Georgia, this, you know, 2,100 miles, basically 2,200 miles. Um, yeah, uh, interesting. So that's stream on Netflix. Um, and the last one is uh, I rewatched Gone Girl. Um, you suggested a podcast to me a couple couple months ago called mm-hmm. Villains, um, where uh, the guy he breaks down uh, movie villains, yes. and uh, it's kind of hit and miss on whether it's I want to listen to him talk about certain villains. We've talked about this before the podcast. Yeah, it's um, hard to get excited about like. Definitely, I don't want to um, like the Killmonger one was out before I saw Black Panther, so I didn't listen to that until afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, this character is amazing." Um, but yeah, you don't want to spoil anything for yourself, and then there's certain ones that are just like, "Yeah, I'm not interested in this movie." Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I was the same way. Like he he did one on uh, me, uh, the girl, the the girl on me, or yeah, mm-hmm. one of the mean girls. Mm-hmm. girls um I, he, like he opened up hard or heavy with uh with Hannibal Lecter yeah you know so which is sweet uh but he eventually got to Amy Dunn and Gone Girl and that's a kind of a spoiler in itself but <laughs> um you know whatever um it's a Fincher film mm-hmm. uh I've, I've I saw it before it's it's Fincher-esque uh I know people hate Affleck he was great in it uh and Rosamund Pike was she She's always good. She's she's just one of our greatest actors right now. She was amazing in this. Um, so uh, it's you know it's a Fincher film, so it goes a little long. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I and I actually re-listened to the book uh, this week as well while whilst watching. So I'd watch listen to some of the movie or some of the book, like I and I watched it the movie in two parts, like the first half and the second half. Mm-hmm. So I'd one day I'd listen to like six hours of the book and then watch half the movie. And then the next day I'd watch, listen to sick and see how, and it follows pretty much right along with the book. So it's one of those, you know, where the movie isn't as good as the book. Eh, it's the same as the book. So mm-hmm. eat it. Uh, those people. So nice. Uh, Got him. That's it. All right. Uh, nice. I, uh, Regina George, by the way, yes. the, uh, the mean girls villain. Love that movie. Um, but also, like we talked about earlier, uh, it's one of those where the hype's too big now. Can't yeah. can't, can't possibly be as good as everyone's told you. Um, you know, expectations. A funny thing. Hmm. Uh, all right. So, uh, as I told you, um, despite your insistence, uh, I'm still an idiot and I uh, have not watched anything other than what we said we were going to watch last week. No, that's fine. Bandersnatch. Yeah. Black yes. Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah, so once you set it up, well, I, I'm going to grab a beer. I won't be sure. two seconds. Just keep on talking. All right. So, um, Bandersnatch, uh, Black Mirror. I believe it was a BBC show, and then Netflix kind of renewed it. Uh, but it's very much a twilight zone for like the technology age um and we've actually talked about it before definitely we watched uh, the episode that was kind of a uh 
Star Trek, maybe not Star Trek spoof, um, but that Black Mirror episode you had yeah. to watch. It was yeah. I, I, spoof is maybe not the right word. Built around, yeah. It's Star like, Trek. Um, um, well, it's it's like uh, what what's that movie with Tim Allen in it? Um, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, it's like the demented yeah, version of that. Yeah, man, I'm I'm a big fan of Galaxy Quest. I like that yeah, it's movie. a good flick. Yeah, uh, so. Anyways, I was kind of just setting up uh, Black Mirror itself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's like a it's today's Twilight Zone. Yeah, absolutely. It leans more on the uh, technology. I mean, I guess tw- the old Twilight Zone was pretty similar, but yeah, everything yeah. has this kind of negative twist or or like this perverse twist, like where it's it plays it's with what your we're expectations. Eventually, going to do to ourselves, like yeah, pretty much if we're not careful. Yeah, yeah, maybe they're they're uh, Aesop's fables. Mm. There's no like, there's not a whole lot of happy endings. No, no. Oh man, who here can relate? Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> it, hmm. I, I couldn't resist. Uh, anyways, uh, this new release from Under the Black Mirror Umbrella, Bandersnatch, is an interactive movie a choose your own adventure type of interactive film experience it's like straight up choose your own adventure it is yeah yeah it is it is so like it is based on a book that's uh choose your adventure it's you know it's it is meta and meta and meta and meta on top of meta yeah, with a little side of steaming hot meta. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's absolutely it's interactive. It's um, uh, it's it's choose your own adventure. It's all those things, mm-hmm. uh, and it's yeah, um, really like it, it, what it's it's a way to. Um, I mean, I don't know how. Like it's, I think it's. They were trying to push the boundaries a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are certain things, uh, we'll probably get into this more, but there are certain things that, um, themes on screen that I think are made to resonate with your decision making. Um, but yeah, so uh, basically what happens in this uh, Bandersnatch is there is a overarching story that you follow Mm-hmm. Um, but and shocking that it takes place in 1984. Yeah, it takes place in uh, dystopian past. <laughs> uh, but so, they, I mean, so clever. They, I mean, yeah, I it's almost it's almost too clever. It's one of those things where it's like if you said it in '83 or '85, I guess people would be like, "Why not just go all the way?" Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So they did. What can you do? Yeah, so they did. <laughs> it's kind of a win lose draw scenario. I don't know. Anyways, so back in 1984, um, so so the way this is set up is you will have every couple of minutes, it's worked into the movie, it doesn't stop the action on screen, but you have 10 seconds to make a choice, a yes or no, a um, yes or fuck yeah was one of them, which was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Um, but then there's, you know, you, you have choices to make uh, from as innocuous as do you want corn puffs or frosties? 
Kellogg's mm-hmm. Frosties. And um, that that that's a theme that came up. Like I picked Frosties, right? Yeah, I did too. Later nice. on, later on in the movie, there's an mm-hmm. advertisement for Frosties. Come yeah, on. And I'm sure they worked it into it, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, they took their time. They took their care with it. Uh, the decisions you make will progress the story in certain a certain direction. Certain there's a couple, but different there's also like times where it's really interesting too because you can make the wrong decision. Yes, and then you get told, "Well, that's a bad decision." Oh yeah, and then and then you then you go back and relive that part mm-hmm. again, but it's in quicker. It runs quicker. So like, yeah. instead of like having to watch that whole scene, those whole couple scenes that you went through to get to that decision. You, it just kind of uh, footnotes it mm-hmm. with little twists in it. So it, it's really cleverly done. Yeah, it is. Um, before we go any further, it's uh, written by Charlie Brooker and directed by David Slade. Um, stars Fian Whitehead as uh, Stephen Butler. He's the character whose decisions decisions you're in charge of. Carl Parkinson plays his dad. Uh, Alice Lowe, his psychiatrist. Um, Asim. Asim uh, Chaudhry. I liked, uh, he was uh, Mohan I liked Thakur. Him. Yes. Uh, am I saying that right? Yeah. And Will Poulter uh, is Colin Rittman. I really liked him in this. I did not. Really? Okay. Yeah. The All effect right. was a little bit too much for me. But he is British. So... I'm. I'll. I'll just assume that's how he talks. <laughs> well, no, it was. I guess maybe. Maybe it was, no. I. He was, was like playing like, like a, a, a mouthful of cotton talking. You know, yeah. With a weird little smile on his face. I was like, all right, I yeah. get you. You're 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 a nerd, <laughs> dude. But do you get it though? He's like he's a nerd. Um. Yeah, I I liked him. I felt like he leaned into that uh, archetype. Boy, did he. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I, boy I, Kitty. Yeah, he was married to Kitty. Um, speaking of leaning into archetypes, she was the the artsy type, I guess, in that mm-hmm. movie um, in 1984. Whoa! But yeah, uh, so I guess overall, what did you think of it? Um, I guess work our way I, backwards, maybe. You know, I think it, I was hour and a half into this thing, and I was all in, all in. Okay. Um, it just whenever it starts to go out of control, it like goes really out of control, and I, I started to lose a little bit of uh, grasp of what was happening. Mm. You know, like I, I, it, it, and um, you know, maybe that's the way it's supposed to feel. Um. And I was more, con- I guess, more concentrating on, on you know, uh, on on the, the questions and how to answer and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that I got to a point where I was like, um, I was try- really trying to, uh, what what would this character do? What, what what would a normal movie do? And I was like, all up in my head, I was like, yeah, are you know, are they thinking, <laughs> you know, are they basing the answers on what normal movies would, you know, how this character arc usually goes um but by the end of it like i was full in you know kill him yeah like I was, yeah <laughs> I, I got doing, to, like yeah. i was like at the beginning i was like oh let's do this and uh, maybe this will help his character and then by the end i was like 
fuck it, let's <laughs> let's go all in. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, I I kind of felt the same way. I feel like I there were forty five minutes of this. Uh, because more than just a movie, it's kind of and this might sound cheesy as fuck. Um, but more than a movie, it's kind of an, an experience in a way. Mm. Like you're experiencing this story. It um, actually, it absolutely was. Yeah, like, yeah. And I, it's it's more like he. What was fun about it is the further down you got, it seemed more that um, it, it emphasized more that like you were in control, mm. um, that you were making decisions because I feel like in the beginning of it, it was like you're making decisions as him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe I was doing the exact same thing you were doing. Um, but at a certain point, it kind of breaks that fourth wall, um, not literally, but theoretically i guess and basically says that you're in control you oh, no it, i think it literally breaks the fourth wall because yeah i guess there, it does there, there's an option there does. where it's like yeah you know netflix or i'm watching it on netflix yeah 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 absolutely it, it's it's weird um it's really manipulative on their part and it it works out really well because that's yeah. part, of the, part of the point um but you go from like, oh, we're what? What's for breakfast? To, oh, I'm in charge here. This is my world. You're my pawn, type of thing. Um, but I feel like I had a lot of fun with this for about forty five minutes. Uh, and I don't know credit to the way it's made, but I spent about two and a half hours with this. Yeah, I was yeah. same way. Yeah. Um, it's it's inventive and mm-hmm. it is clever um you know it it, it it the way they did it in the story they were telling everything lent itself to this kind of like it, like if you're gonna do this for the first time this is the kind of movie or movie you'd want to do it in or show or however they yeah you know however it's however it's made because like what kind of runtime does it have and like you know uh but like i saw probably six or seven different endings i think yeah. as far as like the wrap-up of the the show and then you know we actually get a uh a, a, a flash forward and that uh, was cool so there's they took a lot of time and care and i and i really found myself not so much in the story but how they made this like i was thinking yeah. more how they made it because i was thinking more like okay they had shoot the scene like three different times yeah i was thinking some and, of the same things yeah, um, and you know, I I did like the fact that when you picked the uh, like you pick get to pick music in it, right? Yes. And the first music choice you take, you know, isn't isn't that uh, big of a deal? But the second movie or music choice you have is a big deal because that sets the the score for the rest of the movie, pretty yeah. much, which is pretty impressive. Really and it cool. actually, and it's not the the music isn't that much different, but it does have a different tone, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so very creative, very like I'm in on it. Like if they want to keep doing this kind of yeah. stuff, I'm definitely in. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, and especially I think, um, my remark about the 45 minutes is not necessarily meant to be disparaging. I think if anything, it just is a credit to how engaging it is, is I kind of felt like I got to a point where, okay, this is just kind of getting repetitive or this is only slightly varying or um 
I've seen this X amount of times, uh, but I still spent so much time with it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I think it's cool. I definitely would be down for more. And I think this was the like spur I needed to start like watching Black Mirror. I've seen two episodes. Yeah. I've um, seen, I think, three. Yeah. And I really like The Twilight Zone and I like the episodes I watched. Uh, and I like that it kind of like veers into being a little darker behind what people tell me as far as it being like doesn't do the happy ending thing. Mm. Uh, so that seems like all stuff right up my alley, but this kind of like spurred me, I think in the right direction. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, if I, yeah. And this is one of those shows that I think it's evergreen because they're standalone or anthology type. Yeah. It's an anthology type show, um, where, you know, nothing really relates to each other except for I noticed um, on the flash forward scene, there was a lot of, there was a crawl at the bottom. Yeah. And I was reading some of that. And I know that some of those things refer to some of the stuff that it was in previous episodes. I'm yeah, pretty the, sure. There is so definitely I, a specific I, sure mention a billion to Easter eggs. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. If you watch the show, it probably rewards you tremendously. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I totally dug it. Um, the actors were really good. Like I said, Will Poulter, he was, yeah, a little bit. But I also like he all of a sudden like he disappears in the middle of the movie. Yeah, like gone. And yep. like I, I thought he was going to be a bigger part. And, and like I did a bunch of different endings and you know different scenarios. And yeah, I he... think I think I got through most of them. But mm-hmm. who knows? You probably did. I uh, especially if we sent spent the same amount of time on it. Like we, you probably got there uh, yeah. because I went and I watched a uh, YouTube compilation of Wait, all the stop, different endings. Stop, stop. Really? I, know, I know. Yes. I'm not. <laughs> I always laugh. Um, Brad, I know you'll get this. I don't know if our other listeners are after disaster fans um, or not, but I, re- I recommend it. Um, but I always listen to the after disaster and when Anderson's like, how, how do you guys have time to watch stuff on YouTube? <laughs> I'm always like, who doesn't watch I know. hours of YouTube every day? What's going on here? <laughs> and he's like, he's a stay at home dad. Yeah. So like, I was like, that's all I do. <laughs> yeah. And you have two jobs, you know? Uh, yeah. I spend, you know what I've been doing lately, which is fucking psychotic, uh, even worse than shower milk is I'll I'll be like have my phone set up cuz our sink is kind of right by our shower of like my phone angled on the sink and I'll be watching YouTube videos in the shower. <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Or, I I thought I thought you were going to be watching YouTube videos on the Switch. No. <laughs> no, I need to I need to have a YouTube video on my phone. I need to have the Switch going and then and be watching something on Netflix. And listening to Time Suck. Yeah. I don't know. And podcasting. Let's just throw a fifth medium in there. Just do it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, While serving some kind of liquid to somebody. Yes. I need to get you either. (laughs) What time of day is it? I will get you coffee or beer. Are you hydrated? Yeah. Let me give you stuff that will dehydrate you. Actually, only serve things that dehydrate people. So, Bit of a nut. Bit of a renegade. Uh, Yeah. So... I was, anyways, watching the 
YouTube video of uh, all the different endings. And I got most of them. And there was one that was like apparently the super secret one. And I got that one too. I was like, yes. And then I watched. Which one? Give me a hint on that one. Uh, There's a post credit scene of him listening to a cassette. Uh, I think it's I really similar to a choice you make early on. Yes, he's like switches it over or something. Yeah. it's I, the uh, red Bandersnatch yeah. cassette. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was like, "Cool, I got it." And then someone explained it to me uh, via YouTube, and I was like, "Whoa, that's awesome!" So apparently, there's a. It sounds kind of like dial-up, but apparently there's a code. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like for like two minutes, it felt yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently there's some sort of code in there. And if you look up what is corresponding to it, I already forget. And I don't think, I don't know. My brain just doesn't work like that. Um, but there's some sort of corresponding code. And if you look it up, it brings up this um, QR code, which is that like square. Yeah. S- Sort of like new age barcode thing with all the pixels. Um, If you scan that, you'll be able to play a prototype of the game Nosedive that uh, Will Poulter's character is uh, working on. And I was like, oh, okay. No, I missed that. (laughs) At no point when I was listening to that was I like, oh, this is a code. This is the Fibonacci code. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. There's quite a few endings out there, and I assume you and I probably saw most of them. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, definitely, I'm in for it. Yeah. I think I think this this particular story lent itself. I said this already before. Uh, lent itself because it was uh, experimental, and people who are into like the fantasy role play kind of stuff would and. And Black Mirror itself would be interested in this. But I think it would work on a lot of different platforms, whether it's yeah. a lot of different storylines or story types, you know, whether it is like a rom-com or an action, whatever. It could because you know that they take a lot of takes on all movies and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think that they could do it. I think they pulled it off. It doesn't have to be every movie, but like the interactive part of it was pretty sweet. And it was pretty seamless too, especially because I watched part it was of it good. on my phone and part of it on the TV. Yeah. And and they worked pretty similar. Yeah. Um you know. Yeah, so it's I I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I want to keep going. Um I like that I feel like Netflix is a perfect uh place for this. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Um the last thing I want is to go into a theater and have to vote. Like I I feel like when I go to a theater I just want to enjoy the ex- experience. Not that I don't want to when I watch a movie at home. Um, it would be, but I feel like this lends itself with a crowd, maybe like, and have the crowd, like a crowdsource type of thing, like where people are like voting and cheering and, you know, really get into it. Yeah. Yeah. You might've just sold me on the exact opposite of the take I just threw out there. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool. Um, yeah, but it'd be, it would, it would add another the only one in the theater. Like I go see a movie. Yeah, you know, twelve o'clock <laughs> yeah. on a Tuesday. Exactly. Yeah. First showing. Come on, everybody! Can I get a popcorn? No, we haven't made yeah. it. What yet. if it's you and like one other person, and like it's fifty-fifty right down the middle? <laughs> you guys are just exact opposites. Yeah. That'd be really funny. I like Frosties. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I I feel like Netflix 
could use some more of this. And why not? It, yeah, I think it's, I mean they're spilling money over all over the place, anyways. Exactly. Well. dump some more into this because it's cool. But yeah, uh, I'm. I think I know where you're at, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say I definitely recommend. Yep, definitely. It's worth. It's worth the experience. Yeah, definitely. It's very cool. <clears throat> um. Well, before we dole out some assignments, I need to uh, hit the head, as the kids say. Go do it. BRB. Do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll get to assignments, but you got a couple things on Snatch. Yeah, uh, just looking through some stuff. I guess that the total runtime, if you go through all the different scenarios, it mm-hmm. is five hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, wow. but based on what you were saying, I think, like, if you would do all the different variations, whether it's, yeah. you know, the the other the puffs or you know uh you, instead of thompson twins you do now two or right. vice versa yeah um um but i think that's a pretty good uh uh delineation line all right that's fucking redundant um uh did you do thompson twins or now two now two that's right hell Sweet. yeah fuck <laughs> thompson twins yeah exactly <laughs> i don't want to hear that yeah. um but that's yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, and the other one I did was uh what was it, Phaedra? Uh yes, yeah, yes. I did that score. Uh yeah. I'm I'm surprised um that it was that much, but I guess there's a lot of not innocuous things, um but it's almost like the corn puffs or frosties was very much like tutorial mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, um, there, that they did one, go back I mean, and reference later, but yeah, yeah. Well, I think you could actually probably skip the whole going to Collins' house thing. Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you can uh, because you end up back at the back at the therapist place, yeah. anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then there's there's uh, yeah, I'm surprised it's that long, but good on them because uh, that's you know dedication to uh like we were saying um you know they shot all this stuff so yeah i think i think I, that's cool there was one great special effect going did you go through the mirror yes yeah yeah that was a really good special effect I yeah that a lot yeah i actually that's that's funny i'm i'm glad you say that because i felt like while i was watching it that's kind of how i felt i was like wow this is good mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get on to it. Sure, 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 sure. All right. Um, so I've got one for you. Uh, streaming on Netflix, Polar, mm-hmm. starring Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, I think based on a comic. I think. Looks not like sure. It. But uh, yeah, old Mads Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Like him. Mm-hmm. I too am a fan. It uh, what it it feels like a, a mashup between uh, Valhalla Rising and The Hunt. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> good good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a really quiet, depressing movie. <laughs> oh. Um. Well, for you, I what is going to assign you to? what I watched 
last week that mm. I really like. Because uh, I was kind of looking to see if I know I, I was fa- I didn't think it was streaming, but that uh, that free solo is up for best documentary this year, um, and one of the main characters or the main character in Free Solo is in a movie that came out before it called uh, Valley Uprising. And it's um, about uh, mountain climbers. Uh, mm-hmm. Not really mountain climbers. Um, rock climbers, basically. Uh, and really based in, in Yosemite. And like Half Dome and El Capitan and stuff. So, uh, interesting doc- documentary. And nice. shot, or uh, not really shot, but shot amazingly because they're mountain climbers. But um, uh, uh, a different style. A good, a cool little style. It's not your, it's not your average ordinary documentary. Nice. Yeah. And it's streaming on Netflix right now. Valley awesome. Uprising. And Talk about it next week. Yeah, I, uh, I like the unconventional doc part. I'm excited. Cool. Uh, so we got an email, or I'm sorry, a Twitter message. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, from uh, our friend Neil. A.K.A. Yes. Mr. Orange Peel. Uh, and he said he liked the recommendations. So I yes. guess we'll keep it going. Yes. But I think one of the things we do do often is we just pick movies we've seen before. and mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. And they're usually movies. That, I'd say I'd say most of the movies we pick are movies that most I'll definitely I, say the ones I pick are usually, and even this week after you're like, all right, I'm going to go for something different. Uh, I, I just kind of leaned into the like, oh, I like this movie. <laughs> um, I feel like, I don't know why, Heat's always in my head. I was like, well, the movie I recommend this week is Heat. It's a really good movie that a lot of people have seen. Check it out. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, yes. So, so Neil... He did say we we remind him to watch rewatch movies sometimes, but yes. So you're gonna go the other way with it, uh, like. a little bit. I've already I know I've uh, recommended this movie and I've threatened to have you watch it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's called Switchback. It's on Amazon right now. It's '90s. Uh, what is it? It's '90s thriller. So I'm. It doesn't. I don't know how well it holds up. I I know I liked it. I've seen it here semi recently. So. Go watch Switchback. It's on Amazon. Check it out. I, I really, really, really like it. All right. Uh, uh, I was just looking through Neil's thing. He he also liked uh, Bandersnatch quite nice. a bit. Awesome. Uh, yeah, didn't he say he'd watch someone shitting into a hat or something like yes. that? Yes. <laughs> well, Charlie Booker, he likes all, he, all that he does. Fair enough. So. Uh, Who's the writer yeah. of said bandersnatch yes cool uh good to know because i think it's pretty sweet uh right i recommend <laughs> american gangster from 2007 directed by ridley scott starring denzel washington you've probably never heard of it no nope. uh, but it's very really yes i'm a big uh, fan of this movie i think that it was I don't know. I feel like it might have been maybe sold as something different as like Denzel Washington playing 
Godfather. another bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and his probably most famous role would be in uh, Training Day. So it's like, oh, he's another he's another vile character. Um, I, I feel like there was a mythology built around this that was bigger than this movie was ever supposed to be. Um, I think he and Ridley Scott both did a great job as well as a pretty awesome supporting cast. Oh yeah. It's a including big cast, the right? RZA. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, some people I think who went on to be bigger names, uh, in here, <clears throat> but I really like this movie. I think it's a good gangster flick. Uh, and I think that, um, there were unfair expectations put on it. Yeah. And it's streaming on Netflix right now. And it is Check long. It I think it's like two and a half hours. Um, but I don't know. It, it's just a very well done movie. Maybe it doesn't rise above very good. So it doesn't reach the upper echelon. It's not, uh, so bad. It's good. So no, it's, I, I think it's a really good movie. I yeah. Think it's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's based on true story. Mm hmm. Period piece. Um, good. Yeah. I think yeah. it's all the, all the notes. Yeah. I think they did a great job of, um, creating seventies Harlem. I think it looks so cool. Like the, yeah. the set direction is fantastic. And, uh, good music, good acting. And I, I mean, I mean, you may not like love everything that Ridley Scott does, but I would hearken to say that, He's never put out a bad movie. Yeah, I mean, nothing I mean, comes to mind. I'd have to go like digging, I guess. Like all the money in the world, not not a great movie, but not in a bad movie. Mm -hmm. uh, you hate the Martian, I guess. That's one thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just no, I, like, but you know what I mean when yes. I say bad movies. It's not a bad movie. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's not poorly like it's not a mess. It's just not something I like. Kind of yeah. same with Gladiator. Gladiator is like the forgettable movie that refuses to die <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like I Oh feel, no, that's it's a great movie. Gladiator's fun as shit, man. I I feel I, like it's it's dude, like that's, no. I don't stop know. it. Stop it. That's the like people look at Spartacus and say how great of a, you know, uh, Roman time. No, fuck no. Gladiator is awesome. It brings Rome back to life. It really does. I guess. Like, I mean, well, but that kind of goes along with American Gangster is like he is. Mm -hmm. He has great set pieces mm -hmm. like Mars, Mars, uh, the whatever, wherever Blade Runner takes place. Mm -hmm. That one red planet um, that he that he shot Thelma and Louise on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, he did do the counselor. Damn it. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Exodus, gods, kings. Damn it. <laughs> oh, I didn't see it, so I can't I, say it's I didn't that. either, but I feel like I know. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Just because you don't like the Bible. <sighs> no, I, I, I like the Bible. I think it's one of the greatest works of fiction of all time. And I don't mean <laughs> that. I don't mean that as a shot. I really think that it's a phenomenal piece of literature um, right. but i don't i don't believe it it's a little long it's it's 
you know, it's a little long-winded. Um, <laughs> Blackhawk Down. Oh, Blackhawk Down. That was a good I, one. That's that's probably in my top. It might be in my top ten. It's been a while it really since I thought be. about that movie. It's, to be honest, it high stakes just from start to finish, and like the if you look at the cast, and I was that this movie, and then I was watching. Remember, I told you I watched Band of Brothers. Yes, that has so many like up and coming. Like uh, speaking of uh, of uh, what's his name, uh, James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. It has Tom Hardy, has Michael Fassbender, has Simon Pegg, has like all these like young British actors. It's even got um, uh, 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 oh damn it! Oh hell! I can't think. I'm out of it. Uh, but a ton of like a ton of like young actors. You wouldn't yeah. Like when you first see it, you don't recognize it. And then when you look, like Tom Hardy is like. A young, young buck in this movie, and yeah, I don't remember him. You can see his butt. Nice. That sounds awesome. But yeah, uh, Black Hawk Down. There's so many actors in that. Yeah. Yeah, Band of Brothers is so good. Black Hawk Down is too. But now I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Gladiator is just like. I don't have anything <laughs> against it, but it just seems like when I think about it, I can't pick anything out. I'm like, yeah, it's it's that one sepia tone movie with that guy. Hmm. Uh, I just I did love that they like brought the Coliseum back to life and mm-hmm. like all you know. No, in, um, in like as as we're talking through it now, for sure, it's got great side pieces and all that, but but and it is like there's really exciting moments in that movie that I can recall, like just off the top of my head. And I can't remember the last time I saw it. Um, but I also, it just seems like maybe it's just seems like it's supposed to be bland. I don't know. Um, but I do know the last time I saw it now that I mentioned it was, uh, you were actually in town and I was really? in town in Chicago. Yeah. Um, Matt put it on one night, uh, the first night we were in town while I was blowing up an air mattress. Oh, like you could have ended that sentence yeah. or like, you could have like paused it and said, I was blowing. <laughs> well, I was blowing this or an air mattress. Oh, we should do, yeah. uh, choose your own podcast. That would be fun. Right. Have like Jim or somebody sitting in the background. Should we talk about? Yeah, I mean, you could do um, kind of like we talked about uh, with the voting in the theater. Uh, you could have uh, Jim in the background, and we could do it on like Facebook Live, and he could hold up like one or two in the oh, comment section. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It, what's weird is because I've been telling my son stories at night when I go mm-hmm. to, like because I. I was a sucker for all those, you know, choose your own adventure books and stuff. But yeah. I've been telling him like choose your own adventure stories, and it's all like stuff he likes to talk about. Like, so I'll I'll have him like choose a couple of things, and like like he's doing some tricks or you know meeting somebody or something, and like I'll get to a point where he he fails and has to go back, and then like he has to think about what choices he made going to, and it's fun for me because I get to tell stories and then yeah. And talk more. 
because that's <laughs> obviously I don't get enough of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh none of us do. Uh anyways, Gangs of New York. Or no, not Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York is also great. American Gangster. American Gangster, yeah. On Netflix. Switchback on Amazon Prime. Uh get back to us. Yeah. What do you how do you feel about these picks? Let us know. Um at Pod on Twitter, Broomviewpod at gmail.com. Everywhere else. I don't know. Yeah. Sauce.com. Um where are we at in time? Uh, we are cruising along, uh, one forty-five. Yeah, let us let's uh, push till next week. Our okay, our elite mooks. Yeah, because uh, I think we're we're in the we may be uh, we may be testing our audiences. Could get long-winded. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think we gave them enough to hopefully enough. Yeah. If not, hey, yeah, you got it for free. Yeah, so. yeah, and uh, support us on Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> I hope I I I would feel I I would do a chrono on this. Oh, it feels like, like I'd, I'd want to pay him back. Somehow. Yeah, be like, uh, like why are you spending money on us, Neil? Can I give you your five pounds back? <laughs> I don't know how much that is. The conversion, the I have no idea how much you. that is. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. A lot of beer talk this week. I like it. Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like that's not uh, not our usual. But yeah. yeah. Little B, big B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, go watch Bandersnatch. It's fun. Yeah. Or go, go do Bandersnatch. I don't know. What is... Yeah. Bandersnatch it? Yeah. Go get some Bandersnatch. Um, and I guess we talked about a tiny bit before we started, but mm-hmm. uh, happy anniversary. Oh, yeah. Um, happy anniversary. Three years. Yeah. What is the three-year anniversary? Crystal? Um, I can't remember. I know the fifth is wood. <laughs> well, I mean, play your cards right. Any, every anniversary is wood. Usually. Oh, le- leather. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> well, your your cuffs are in the mail, sir. <laughs> My, your chaps are in the mail for me. Thank you very much. Uh, because the traditional gift of the third anniversary is leather, you'll find everything from special desk accessories to classic photo albums. Oh, really? How did that start, I wonder? Oh, the... Uh, like, it's gotta be. I, I either it's very old or very new. I would say it's not like something that started in like the twenties. It yeah. had to have started like I don't know in like in. Because um, I I feel like it's uh, like it's older people that kind of describe to it the like oh it's the silver anniversary crystal anniversary right yeah yeah. The world may never know. It's like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop? Three. It's tough. Three. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is awesome. I I love that we do this. I always have a lot of fun. It's very odd. uh, It's very odd that we do it. Um, (laughs) but it it feels natural though. Why is it? You know what I mean? Uh, it's just 
it's just a weird um like there's no reason that we should ever have met well um, that's what's cool about it that's what's cool about just the podcasting in general is like yeah um on the one hand we have these like kind of audio journals because we i mean other than this show which is huge uh the other two shows we do aren't very popular um <laughs> Which is weird. You'd think we'd get some some runoff from Bruin View that would kind of yeah. uh, just spike those numbers a little ri- bit. Rise all tides or uh, rising tide carries yeah, all ships. Carries all ship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's cool because it's it's. Uh, I think there's a lot of like anti. There's super pro, obviously, everywhere you look. But there's also a lot of like anti technology stuff. But it's like yeah, you you make friends in the most unlikely of places yeah so yeah i mean literally other than like my wife and my son (laughs) you're the person well and my uh, other two cohorts Mm -hmm. on my other show but uh you're the person i talk to the most and uh uh (laughs) you know when when you think about that it's it's weird because like my mom lives in the same house i do (laughs) Yes, and we've been in the same room single digits amount yes. of times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. No, well, I'm glad I'm I haven't. Ha- I'm happy out for yet. it. Yeah, but no. I'll try. Yeah. Oh, oh hell yeah! All right. Nope. Yeah. Here's to the next three. Here's yeah. Here's to the next uh, three leather anniversaries. Hmm. Never forget. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why. <laughs> Oh. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week.